Good morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to worship with Paisley St George's on this, the first Sunday of Advent. There are a number of intimations in the sheet, which you can read for yourself. I think Muriel is still looking for help with bubble gum and fluff on Wednesday, but you would need to be PVG cleared for working with children. So if you can help with that and your PVG cleared, please contact Muriel. Guild meets tomorrow night at 7.30pm. The Paisley Guilds together will be having their annual carol service here in the Cossyside building at 2pm on Monday the 6th of December. We congratulations to BB on the battalion quiz. Well done, boys, for winning two, both teams winning first place. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And gentlemen, here's an invitation specially for you. Men's breakfast will be held on Saturday the 4th of December at 9.30. All gentlemen are welcome. And if you contact Stuart Duncan and his mobile number is there so that they can cater for you. Because if they've got an extra man coming along, they need an extra half dozen eggs, <laughs> pound of sausages and half a pound of bacon and you know, four potato scones for each gentleman. Your plate will be heaped high, I am telling you. There is also within the order of service or separately a list of all the upcoming events from now till the watch night service. So please take that home and make a note of these in your diary. And this afternoon we have our quiet service at 3pm. Could I just remind you that the tea bar is set up for after church today and if you are going through to the tea bar that while we're not recording attendance at church for test and protect we do need to record attendance at the tea bar for test and protect so please make sure that you do that and a gentle reminder to us all that we wear masks throughout worship including while we're singing next sunday worship will be led by the reverend stuart stevenson the kirk session is called to meet on sunday the 12th of december after morning worship and this will be a short meeting Last Sunday, I intimated the deaths of two of our members, Anne Tricky and May Elliott. This morning, I intimate the death of a former member, Lillian Stewart. Lillian's funeral will take place tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. at Woodside Crematorium. May Elliott's funeral will also be held tomorrow at Woodside Crematorium at 3.30 p.m. And Anne Tricky's funeral will take place on Saturday, the 4th of December at 10.30 a.m. at Woodside. Sorry. Oh, you can't hear me? Can now? Okay, don't know what happened. No idea. So where did I stop? Where did you stop hearing me? Right, and Tricky, right. And Tricky's funeral will take place on Saturday, the 4th of December at 10.30am, also at Woodside Crematorium. And I ask that you keep all of the family members in your prayers at this time. So these are all the intimations. Come to God, all you who are afraid. Come, all you who are anxious. Come, all you who are weary. And in him find peace and hope and rest this advent and always let's worship god by standing if able to sing the great advent hymn hymn 273 o come o come emmanuel hymn 273 <laughs> 
Let us now come to God in prayer. Let us pray. To you, O Lord, we lift up our praise. In you, Lord, we put our trust. Lead us in your truth and teach us your ways. For in you, Lord, we put our trust. Have mercy on us and surround us with your love. For in you, Lord, we put our trust now and always. We praise you, God of all time and all seasons, for your trustworthiness, for your faithfulness, and for your watchfulness. For you do not let us down. You do not give up on us. And you do not let us go. May we reflect those strengths in our relationships with others and use our gifts this Advent to bring hope and light where there is sadness and disappointment. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our hope, our strength, and our Redeemer, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us now into temptation. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we turn now to scripture which will be led for, read for us this morning by Liz Many. Our first reading this morning is from Jeremiah chapter 34, verses 14 to 16. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. Our second reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 9 to 13. How can we thank God enough in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. And from Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 36. There will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. On earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity 
at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away and all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will, will never pass away. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch. Pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of God. Thank you, Liz. We continue in our worship in hymn 519, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling, hymn number 519.
problem with faith is that it is just that, faith. It doesn't provide answers or certainties. It raises more questions than it ever answers. And when life throws curveballs, we, we want straight answers. What do we do with promises that may or may not be fulfilled in our lifetime? There's too much change and uncertainty everywhere. Surely, in our faith, we're entitled to some stability, some comfort. All faith seems to do is prescribe a way of living that might determine the kind of future for which we can hope. A prophetic way of living, a way of life that doesn't predict the future. But instead, a way of life that gives us the best shot at changing the future. Faith that assures us that what we do now will make a difference to our future. It's still a mystery, but a mystery that we can shape by living as prophets today. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and as we know, Advent is a time of looking back to the birth of Jesus and of looking forward to the time when Jesus will come again. The passage that Liz read for us this morning from Luke's Gospel speaks of the second coming and of the signs that will herald that time. Over the years, there, have been much debate, there has been much debate and discussion about the second coming. Just when it will end, when it will be, and what it will be like are not ours to know. What we do know is that a time will come when Jesus Christ will be Lord of all. And in that gospel reading, Jesus uses the image of the creation retreating into chaos as a metaphor of the trouble that each generation experiences. The turbulence of the heavens reflecting the troubles on earth. And this metaphor works on a number of levels today. As we are in our second year of the COVID pandemic, as we think about the ongoing violence in the Middle East, the recent bombing in Liverpool, the people trying to cross the channel in inflatable dinghies, and as we think about the environmental threats to creation itself. We've faced 20 months of dealing with the anxieties and restrictions on everyday life because of COVID. And then over the past week or so, we've seen the news about the violent protests on the continent as governments seek to bring in more restrictions. And things are changing, as we all know, as we read the news this morning. But going back to other things, the United Kingdom has raised its terror alert to severe, the second highest level. And fear, well, fear sometimes makes people think that the only way forward is more violence. Let's be honest though, we're not alone in our generation because pretty well every generation has looked at the signs of the times and interpreted the wars and disasters of the their age as evidence that Christ would return again very soon. But when we look back, the reality is that wars come and go, peace breaks out and is shaken again. We have to keep our nerve. I remember as a teenager in the late 60s, I lived in Greenock, right across the river from Holy Loch and Coalport. And I remember writing an essay 
about the threat of nuclear war while I was at school. And all of us sitting here will remember earlier times when we've lived in fear of the outbreak of another war and its possible global consequences. And today, as on probably virtually every day throughout history, humankind is involved in conflict. And as we look back, it seems as if nothing really changes. The language of signs and the cosmic bodies and the turbulence of the great waters in Luke also speaks into concerns about our world and the impact of the human causes of global warming. God, well, God is concerned for his creation and his concerns must be our concerns too. And so today, for many of us, environmental concerns are another source of fear for our future and the future of our children and our children's children. As we all know, earlier this month, COP26 met in Glasgow and an agreement was reached whereby many countries will seek to reduce their carbon emissions and try to cut the risk of global warming. Each of us has our own part to play in that. For as we think of our world, we need to remember that in the words of the psalmist, the world and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. The earth and all who live on it are his. So there we have it. This earth, our world, is God's. And he has entrusted it to our care. It's up to us, both individually and corporately, to look after this world. The world we inhabit. The world given into our care by God. The world that God has entrusted to us. And turning to the middle section of today's gospel, where Jesus calls us to observe the fig tree. He calls us to observe the fig tree as a metaphor and means of discerning the kingdom of God. And I don't think this is as easy as it might at first sound, for two people can see the same signs and interpret them in different ways. And how do we learn wisdom and discernment in the face of fear? Well, we can learn wisdom and discernment by turning to God, to his word, by making the time to allow God to speak into the quietness of our hearts and by, by ensuring that we create the space to allow God to speak and to ensure that we are really listening. And this season of Advent is a time when we really should set aside some quiet time. For we know the run-up to Christmas can be hectically busy with shopping, parties and all the trappings that go with the season. And I'm not sure whether we'll try and fit more in this year as COVID restrictions are less than last year. Or maybe, maybe now there's a new variant out there, maybe we'll be thinking again and may, things may change. We don't know. But let me say this, one thing is certain, no matter what you read in the papers, Christmas will not be cancelled. Christmas will not be cancelled because Christmas is about so much more than the trappings. Christmas is about the birth of a baby. The birth of a baby whose birth, life, death and resurrection changed this world forever and whose coming we look forward to again. And it's this second coming that the final section of today's gospel is about. In the Good News Bible, it's headed, the need to watch. 
And as Christians, we should never become complacent thinking that we're living in a settled situation. I suspect that the past 20 months has changed that idea for us to quite a considerable amount. But we should live our lives in a constant, a permanent state of expectation. And it's the expectation that at the end of our days, we will stand before God. And yes, as we journey through life, we will all experience difficulties. And as Jesus taught in that final section of Luke's Gospel today, it can be easy to try and shut out difficulties by feasting and drinking to distract us, to dull the pain of what is happening. And as we are advised to remain alert, one picture of alert that may come to mind is, and we all love these little meerkats, don't we? We've all seen them up on their hind legs, hands up, ears pricked, eyes scanning the horizon, every muscle tensed, ready to flee. That, that's a very tense way of being alert. And it's possible to be alert, to be aware, especially of God's presence, by being quiet. In the two verses at the end of Luke 21, two verses that we didn't read this morning, we're told that Jesus spent the days teaching in the temple in Jerusalem, being busy. And he spent the nights alone on the Mount of Olives, alone beneath the stars with God's presence. And in that time, alone in God's presence, he gained the strength that he needed for the busy day times. He gained that strength through the quiet times spent in God's presence. And today, well today, we live in in-between times. In between the life of Jesus, his death and his resurrection, and his coming again. We, all of us, we are in a time of waiting and of watching. A difficult time. As well as being in the spiritual zone of waiting and of watching, as we've already said, we're all aware of the difficult situations the world finds itself in just now. And we're aware of the difficult situations around us in the world. But difficult situations arise not just at national and international levels, but at personal levels. Many of us may be waiting, waiting an event on a personal level, like the results from a biopsy or for treatment to begin. We may be waiting for a letter from an estranged child. We may be waiting for the arrival of a new baby. But whatever the case, we know the challenge of waiting, the stress of waiting, the anxiety of waiting. As we wait, let us never forget that we have the assurance of the love of God. Advent, well, Advent is a season of waiting. Advent is a season of hope, even in the midst of difficulty and distress. So, how can we, we who know God's hope, how can we be signs and sources of hope in this Advent season? What practical things might help people nearby and far away to see more clearly God's kingdom of peace, justice and joy in challenging situations? And that's a difficult question to answer. 
And each one of us will have our own ways of doing that. But one thing that we can all do is to let people know of the various services of worship taking place in St George's, in the Outreach Centre and in Cossyside. Services which all offer the chance of allowing quiet time. Because let's be honest, sitting in church is perhaps one of the few times when your phone is switched off, when you're away from the grandchildren or the children going, Gran, Mum, come on. We know how it is. It is a quiet time. A quiet time to be on the, le on the alert. A quiet time to be open to God's word for us. And services too, which perhaps allow us to share in fellowship with others who rarely attend church. But finally, whether or not the second coming of Christ is in our lifetime, Jesus tells us to be on the, on the alert and pray always that we will have the strength to go safely through all those things that will happen and to stand before the Son of Man. For today, in times of fearfulness, personal, national or international, such as we are experiencing right now, we need perception, perseverance and prayer. Perception to watch and understand the world and what is going on. Perseverance to wait on God to act and Christ to come again. And prayer to put all things before God and to enable us to remain in God's prayer, in God's presence. So let's pray. Lord God, as we journey through Advent, help us to look back to your birth, to look forward to your coming again and to be in the present. Grant us perception to see the world as it is. Perseverance to continue to wait on you and to remain in your presence. Hear these our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now the choir will lead us in our anthem, during which time our offering will be brought forward.
Now dedicate our offerings. Let's pray. Lord God, on this Advent Sunday, we lay our gifts before you, our offerings of money, time, and talents, praying that you would enable your church to use these gifts wisely, to share with others the great news of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. This morning, I thought we would do something a little different with our prayers of thanksgiving and for others. And I hope that you will enjoy, but maybe enjoy is not the right way of putting it, but I hope that you will take part in this. I'd like you to think about the news this week. Think about what you've read in the papers, heard on the radio, or watched on television. And firstly, to think of anything that you might want to give thanks for. Thinking about this week's news, perhaps that's not so easy. But have a wee think. Or perhaps, maybe this is easier, perhaps there's something in your own life that you're happy to, that you want to give thanks for. And how do you feel when you hear or read of such happenings? And you can see how I feel, I put a smile on my face. We can't all see smiles behind masks, but we know when folks are pleased about something that has happened. And now, perhaps a wee bit easier in some ways to do for the news is to think about instances of difficulty or distress. How do you feel when you hear or read of such happenings? Our hearts sink, our hearts go out to people. Sometimes, watching the news, there are tears trickling down our faces. And how do you think those directly involved might feel at the moment? So I now invite you to quietly pray for the situations named or perhaps for something that's so close and personal that it can only be given directly to God. So in the silence, let's lay our prayers of thanksgiving and our prayers for others before God. In the silence, Lord, you have heard our prayers, our prayers of thanksgiving for the blessings in people's lives, and our prayers for people in difficult and trying situations. And so, loving God, hear us now as we pray for all those bound down by fear and anxieties. For those in places of violence and war, we pray peace. For those in communities divided by race and religion, we pray understanding. For those who are hungry and cold, we pray support. For those whose health is failing, 
we pray courage. For those whose relationships are breaking, we pray healing. For those who are bereaved, we pray comfort. For those who have lost hope, we pray encouragement. For those seeking refuge, we pray welcome. For all people and for all creation, we pray blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue in our worship in hymn 237. And while we're singing this, I'm hoping that the youngsters from the Ice Cream Sunday will come in to join us to share with us what they've been doing. So we worship God in 237. Look forward in faith. Hymn 237. got your ice creams in with you? Oh, I'm jealous. I really am. Although, mind you, it's a wee bit chilly this morning, so no danger of the ice cream melting, is there? So, is Christmas nearly here? Some people are shaking their heads and some are nodding, so it depends on your point of view. Tell me what you've been doing this morning. Okay, I can hear what you've been doing this morning. You've been making bells. You've been making bells. What else have you been doing? Christmas decorations. Angels. Wow, lots of... That's the only thing you didn't do, you didn't make an angel, Murray. You made a star, good. Excellent, I like stars. 
Why do you make stars? Why do you think you're stars? Ben. The wise men followed the star spot on. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, you've been doing lots of good things about Christmas, have you? Yeah? Oh, very good. We've got one tree up and there'll be another tree up, I think, next Sunday. So we're getting there. Now, how many Sundays are there till Christmas? Can you count? No. Uh, you can count, good. <laughs> well, if we count today, this is the 28th. So, I think there's four Sundays. Yeah. I think there's four Sundays. And do you know what we're going to do each Sunday till Christmas? We're going to light. Well, you might be. We're looking forward to Christmas, yeah. We're going to light a candle. We're going to light a candle on the Advent wreath that's sitting here. There's four candles, there's four red candles, and in the middle, there's one white candle. So each week we're going to light one new red candle until the Sunday before Christmas, all four will be lit. And then on Christmas Day, we'll light the white one in the middle. So we've got a countdown if you like to Christmas. So, and each of these candles stands for different things. And today's candle stands for God's promise to put things right. So before we light the candle, let's pray. Would you like to say the words with me? Will we try it? So as we light this Advent candle, may its flame be a symbol of hope its warmth be a symbol of God's love for each one of us and may it inspire us to be hope bearers and people of compassion and integrity. We pray in the name of Jesus who is the light of the world. Amen. Now, there's big words in there, but really it means that we try to do our best to share God's love, to share the story of Jesus with everyone that we know and meet. That's what it really means, and that we live, we do our best to look after our world and everyone in it. Now, I am hoping that Oh, I thought there was a candle lighter there. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And it does work. So I am looking for someone to come and light the first candle. Come on then, yeah. Now, what you need to do is to pull that tight and then the flame will come, come over here. Right, do you think you can do that? Pull it. Oh, oh, right. Can we do it together? That's us. There we are. Thank you very much. And now we're going to sing. We'll remain seated to sing the chorus. First verse and chorus of hymn number 282. Christmas is coming. And we're going to build this up 
over the next few weeks. So hymn number 282, Christmas is Coming. Thank you. 